Today is Wednesday, February 23rd. The title for our devotional is Justice. When speaking of reconciliation and the process of forgiveness and mercy, I often run into a common misconception. Forgiveness and mercy seem to conflict with our value of justice. How do we balance justice with mercy, grace, and forgiveness is often the question we find ourselves wrestling with. First of all, the concept of forgiveness implies a violation of what is just. Scripture often uses the analogy of a debt to describe this phenomenon. You can see that in Matthew 6.12 or Matthew 18.21-35. When someone wrongs another, the offending party incurs a debt to the offended party. In forgiveness, the offended party says, You have wronged me, and I am choosing not to hold that wrong against you. So justice, in the biblical sense of obedience to God's law, is upheld because we are admitting that a wrong was done. What we usually have in mind, however, is what is known as retributive justice. The punishment should meet the crime idea. When someone has wronged us, we desire retribution and often consider that justice being done. The high standards of the Christian life, if we are to forgive like God, call us to pardon our brothers and sisters in Christ from the consequences of their injustices done to us. Matthew 5, 38-42 You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Romans 12, 17-21 Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. 1 Peter 2:19-25 For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. 1 Corinthians 6, 7-11 The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 
1 Peter and 1 Corinthians remind us that God will ultimately judge justly. Nobody is getting away with anything. Our ability to forgive injustices lies in our unwavering trust that God will ultimately judge all things. With this in mind, we can uphold our sense of justice while also pursuing mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation while leaving the judgment and justice in the hands of God. We must, however, balance these texts with Romans 13 and the God-given responsibility of government to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Also, the regular imperatives for people for the people of Israel in the Old Testament to give justice, especially to the vulnerable. See Psalm 82.3. You've got a whole list of verses to check out in the devotional page. So it seems to me, especially within the church, our default response towards offenses should be mercy, forgiveness, and grace. However, I don't think the biblical authors have in mind severe offenses like sexual abuse. These, these texts have often been used by church leaders to control victims of abuse and to keep their story from getting out. In those cases, especially when the perpetrator is unrepentant, the right thing to do is to allow the government to perform its God-ordained purpose and bring the case to the authorities for prosecution. Broadly speaking, with this in mind, when to pursue justice and when to show mercy is always a difficult decision. In all, in all cases, Christians are called to forgive, but there are many cases where retributive justice should be served. In these decisions, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, bathed in prayer and scripture, seeking God's character and his will. Seek out wise counsel and reflect on your heart's motives. I'm sorry, but I don't have simple, easy answers for you because the complexity of the situations and scenarios is limitless. But if you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, seek out scripture, check your heart and your motives, and seek God in these decisions, I believe that he will lead you. For additional content, I've linked you to the Bible Project video on justice to explore God's justice and how God is concerned with justice and the biblical words for justice. For reflection today, reflect on some stories of your past in which you had difficulty deciding between justice and mercy. How did you resolve that situation? In hindsight, what did you learn from it about justice, about mercy, about following the process of reconciliation?